0: You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining me. We are now stepping into episode seven. Uh, This week we're going to talk about navigating toxic creative teams. So we spent a lot of time really unpacking these four cores, imagination, skills, heart, and systems. My encouragement has been and continues to be, go through the survey. It's on lunchtimeheroes.co. It's going to help you assess the health and really the balance of your creative team so that from there, you will, you will be able to act uh, intelligently, really strategically, with the team that you currently have. So this week, I want to talk about navigating toxic creative teams. And so really the way to look at this is you take the assessment and you realize that your team is actually quite a bit unbalanced. Um, you're you're real high in you know imagination, but you're real low in in systems or skills or something. There's some sort of imbalance. Now, it's also possible that you're you're low in all of the areas. The highest area for you maybe is you know forty five percent or forty seven percent or something. And so, if that's the case. then then there are issues in all of these areas that need to be addressed, absolutely. But today I wanna talk through what do you do in those situations? So you get an assessment back and it's not where you want it to be, now what? So I'm gonna give you six different steps that you can take. And these are very practically oriented steps. I kind of look at them as raising in severity or, or elevating in severity in terms of how you're dealing with the team. So where you start when you have this imbalance, The first thing is you need to go past symptom management. Symptoms are typically what get the attention of people in the organization. Leadership doesn't like the symptoms that they're seeing. So for example, uh, I don't like the fact that so and so is grumpy with with me when I have a conversation with them, that's a symptom. The reality is there's something deeper. And so what you wanna do in the very beginning here, if you're dealing with a toxic team, if you have inherited a team that is not, you know, operating at a healthy level, uh, maybe maybe you've led them there. Maybe you're a part of this team, and you're now recognizing that things just aren't working right, but you want to turn the corner. So you need to get past those symptoms. And so what I like to do in these situations is I like to ask questions. I tend to be very Socratic in my methodology, and so I really, really, really lean heavily on questions. Talk to me about what's going on here. Why are you frustrated when when you have interactions with you know so-and-so? Well, I'm frustrated because they're really bossy, okay, well, what are they bossy about? Well, they're bossy about everything, okay, why are they bossy? What are the areas that are being heavily managed or heavily governed by them, and then why do you think that they're they're bossy about those things well they're really they're really annoying and pestering me about you know, am I going to get it done on time? okay, well, what's our track record getting things done on time for them? I mean, it's not really good, okay, okay, well, if it's not really good. Does it make sense then? Maybe we don't have a high level of trust with that team member. The symptoms are really are pointing to something that you know and, and the toxicity is really it's pointing to something that is not the core problem. And so the issue isn't really that people are grumpy. I mean that's, that's the expression of it. The real issue is that the creative team is not reliable at getting things done. If you go to a store, and they're not reliable. I mean, look at the drive-thru is a perfect example of this. You get your, you, you, you know, you tell them your order, and then you go through the drive-thru and you look in the bag and not everything's there. Okay, the first time you're probably like, okay, well, that's annoying. The second time, I mean, in some cases, you just go from zero to hundred, you know, you're like they are completely incompetent and can't do their jobs. The third time, you question if you should even go back there. I mean, this is the same experience that ministry leaders are having with our creative teams when we're not reliable. So the core issue really is the the systems being the problem. So you want to go past the symptoms, past symptom management even, and you want to get to the core. So try to identify what's the deeper level problem that's going on here when you have a toxic team. The next thing that you want to do is you want to address the broken systems that led to the toxicity. This is, a, this is a, a mindset shift for a lot of people. A lot of people think that the creatives themselves are unhealthy or the creatives themselves bring toxicity to the table. The reality is that toxicity is bred in an organization. So you'll hear people say it's a toxic organization or it's an unhealthy organization. What that's pointing to is actually a series of system problems in the organization that continually yield a toxic environment. So what's happening is the team is continually ignoring, you know, giving the creative team a reasonable amount of time or maybe they're super picky about details that don't matter. Preference drives the organization. That's leading to toxicity. It's not the it's not the human beings involved. Their determination is going to eventually be eroded because of the way that the, the organization is allowed to function. You're gonna need to address the broken systems, otherwise the toxicity will return. The third thing here, you wanna equip people, specifically in your creative team, you wanna equip them with what they need in order to find the creative balance. The real operating premise here is that there's an imbalance and that's what's causing the toxicity to, to brew. Okay, so then how do we support them? How do we How do we build a plan that really uh allows them to be equipped and and to be balanced again. So maybe they're not really good at systems. Okay, well then let's talk about how do we how do we help them, you know, and when I say equip them, cuz building a plan is a different point here, but equipping them is actually giving them what they need. It's paying for them to go to a course. It's paying for them to, you know, get their project management certification or to go to a webinar that talks about how creatives can manage projects. I mean, it's it's very tangible. So so sometimes we sit back and we say, these people are all problems. And then we don't put any money into the pot in the sense that we're not leaning in to help them. We're not, we're not supporting them through the the financial means, the the time means. You know, hey, I understand this webinar is gonna take half your day. Go do it. Don't worry about your workload right, you know, during that stretch. We want you to get better. That's what it looks like to equip them so set money aside in your budget to fund it set time aside in their budget <laughs> in their uh, work you know their work timeline uh, but you have to be you have to be willing to equip them with the things that they need in order to restore balance the fourth thing here is to invite them to help you build a plan now this one and the next one are are they're linked and again they're in escalation if you have somebody that's that's struggling with with some of this imbalance inviting them to help build a plan is actually a really smart first step because it tells you a lot. Uh, it tells you how they think. It tells you how, how they're able to problem solve. But it also is an insight into what level of uh, kind of toxicity or even you know, how close they are to burnout or how, how far into burnout they are. So if you invite them to help build a plan... And then they build a plan and it's and it 's not a strong plan that 's okay they 're leaning in and they 're trying to help and they 're trying to participate in the healing process for themselves they 're able to see certain problems and they 're able to uh, to participate in that that 's great so so celebrate value appreciate that, but also help make that plan stronger. Help make the plan one that that has a, a better chance of working the The fifth thing here on this list build the plan for them. This is now when, when the person in question, the creative on the team here, they're not, they're not able to lean in. I've had this conversation you know, a handful of times where I say, hey, how, how can I help you, you know, bounce back from kind of what you're, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't have any ideas as to what would be helpful to help me get out of this place. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're that far in. We're so far in that we can't even see a pathway out. Okay, well, I mean, the first step then, I'm going to need to start building some pathway (laughs) markers that help you see the fact that there are steps that you can take. I'm really going to have to do some heavy leading here. And so this is a lot more hands-on. It's a lot more, it's not micromanaging. That's not the right language for it because in a sense, what you're doing is you're doing, you know, you're doing the surgery work. You're doing the, the deep work that, that can't be done individually without guidance. So in that case, you're going to want to build the plan for them. And then really kind of the big sort of umbrella point here, and this is the last thing, care for the human being more than the organization. Uh, sometimes somebody leaving your team is the right answer. There are times where they can heal in place. That That is a real possibility. It seems like it's rare uh, for me personally, I was able to heal in place. <laughs> there was a lot of drama leading up to it, but we got there, <laughs> and so uh, healing in place was possible. Uh, there are certain tiers of the organization where you you have to figure out how to heal in place. You know, if you're the the senior pastor, if you're an executive pastor of an organization, I mean, just because you're struggling doesn't mean that you really have a good out to leave. You have to figure out how can I heal in place in the midst of a, of a challenging situation. But for your team, the reality is that sometimes the, the environment that they are in is simply going to continue to push them towards toxicity and burnout, and you don't want that. And, and they're not going to be able to bounce back. It's unhealthy for them to remain in that organization knowing that they're going to continue to go back to that place. Sometimes you can put parameters up, sometimes you can put boundaries up that will help them you know resist that and avoid that but but there are some times where that's not the case. I remember having a conversation with someone on the team, and I said, "Look, this is what we want to do. We want to initiate this process. uh we want to start doing these things, and the response was pretty direct, pretty overt. I will not initiate it. I will only do that if they initiate it and and then I will respond well, but i 'm not going to initiate restoration here i 'm not going to be the first one to do that oh, okay um, well, <laughs> I mean that feels like a fork in the road and you took a path uh, and so in that in that instance, sometimes somebody stepping off the team is the right answer because they're they're not going to be they're not going to be able to get healthy in the context of the environment that they are in that 's just the bottom line and so when you take a step back, oh, I'm managing my creative team. Oh, it's frustrating. Oh, there's challenges. That's, that's fine. Take a step back now. Where are the human beings in your team? How are they doing? Because if, if work's not going well, home's not going to be going well. If, if work's not going well, the way they contribute is going to be worse and worse every time. And so really what you're, what you're looking for is how do you position your people, your human beings, to be able to be in an environment that allows them to be balanced and healthy. Those first five, those are all steps that you can take to help restore balance. Go past symptom management. Get to the core of the problem. Stop just worrying about the symptoms. Go below that you want to address broken systems that lead to toxicity in the first place fix those have the hard conversations lean into those problems and address them create boundaries for the team create transparency on your end so that ministries can see what's going on whatever the issue is address the broken systems equip the te- the people on your team with what they need in order to find that balance invite them to build a plan with you in terms of how they can get you know how they can grow creatively or Build a plan for them if they're too far gone. Those are all things that are designed for you as the leader of this creative team to help the creatives on your team be healthy. Those are all of the like protection elements. You may reach a point, though, where this sixth point comes in, and that's where you have to say, it's no longer about building healthy parameters within an organization and systems and skills. Now it's about... How do I prioritize the health of the human being first, above the needs of the organization, above the desires of the organization? And sometimes that looks like, you know what, either I'm going to heavily encourage you to move on, or in some cases, I'm going to move you on through the process of performance management, uh, eventually letting somebody go, whatever that looks like. Uh, I've been in in a lot of those different situations and I can tell you when I've encouraged people to leave, when I've recognized that they've hit their ceiling, uh, it's been a really good thing. When I've encouraged people to leave because I've recognized that they're not in the right seat, it's been a really good thing. When I've encouraged people to leave because they are unwilling to restore balance again, it's been a good thing. The worst thing that you can do is to not deal with it. Leverage these six areas or these six kind of focuses. Keep in mind the imagination skills, heart systems, these four creative cores and the balance that exists there and start praying and start working actively to pursue health in the creative team that you lead. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.